Global from Asia Crypto Edition. Wait, what? Crypto? Yeah, Global from Asia is going on a crypto train, jumping on the bandwagon. Oh boy, here we go. Episode one of Global from Asia Crypto Edition. All right, episode 237 of Global from Asia. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. So many new things happening here at Global From Asia. Webinars. Yes, we're doing webinars. Yeah, we're just piling on the value and the content for our online listeners around the world. We just did, a, did one. We sent out to our email newsletter and we had great people from Bosnia, Costa Rica, you know, Europe, Asia. So I think there was maybe one or two people in the U.S., but uh, it's people from all around the world, and we are trying to keep this on a regular basis as a new way to engage with the online community. We're doing these live. I'll be on a lot of them. We'll get Luisa dragged into some of them. And <laughs> next, the next one is in a couple of days from when the show goes live with Mayor Simhi. You might have heard him on some shows. He's our advisor and partner at the Amazon business. And we're going to be talking about Amazon FBA, monitoring your entire FBA market. And it's totally free. Yes, free webinar. Yeah, so check on over at www.globalformasia.com events for more information. And also, uh, CBM, Cross Border Matchmaker, is that offline event to come to, October 26th. Yeah, less than two weeks away till takeoff. And as always, our quote-unquote offline events or our normal events are uh, always insane as it gets closer. So we're, we're really excited about all of this stuff. And okay, let's, let's talk about this week's show. We, as I mentioned at the beginning, talking crypto. I know some listeners... Uh, from thought our Facebook page got hacked when we we're sharing ICO reviews on our on our feed. But Global Financial actually has always been supporting, I don't want to say ICO or crypto, I want to say decentralization. I think that's what this podcast started about five years ago with Hong Kong companies, Chinese companies, Amazon FBA. It's all about the business owner, the entrepreneur making money online to live the life that you want. So I call blockchain or crypto about freedom. And it's allowing the human being to be the person that they're meant to be without banks and governments shutting us down, telling us where to go, where to live, how to use our money. So, you know, it's something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mike rant over. Yeah. You know, I have my rants. There was, there was one about a year and a half ago show where uh, I kind of really ranted for a while, but um, yeah. So let's just talk about this week's show. I'm excited. You know, we're bringing more people on our amazing team into the, into the, into the podcast. We have Evan, our crypto influencer on the team, and he brought a guest chill and they're going to be work, talking with me. And uh, three of us will be talking about the state of crypto, Asia as the relations with Asia and also supply chain management applications and different, different companies in the industry. So let's rock this. Cool. So show notes, as always on our block at blog, sorry about that block, as <laughs> always on our blog at globalfromasia.com slash episode 237. Let's tune in. All right, let's go. Need unique content for your business? Who doesn't? At contentinvestments.com, there's a network of writers ready to write unique blog, product review, and other articles for your business. As the saying goes, content is king. Check it out today at www.contentinvestments.com where you can subscribe for one-off articles or monthly subscriptions. Check it out today. 
thank you everybody for tuning into a Global From Asia crypto series podcast here. And we have with us two amazing people with me. And Evan, Evan, it's the first time you're going to be uh, on the show with me, you know, in this series. So how are you today, Evan? I'm great. What up, everybody? Awesome. And then we have our guest, Shil Nye. Thanks so much for coming on, Shil. What's up, guys? Glad to be on here. Nice. So do you mind uh, giving us a little bit of background for for our listeners that might not be familiar with with uh, what you've been up to? Yeah, definitely. No problem. Um, so pretty much uh, for anybody who doesn't know what I do, I talk about cryptocurrency online to a decent audience of people. I discuss the market. I discuss uh, my opinions on, on the industry and where where we at where we're at moving forward and how it's kind of affecting the whole blockchain cryptocurrency ecosystem um what i've recently been doing is traveling a lot so i've been heading over to asia currently in asia i'm in bali at the moment nice. and uh visiting all of these different cryptocurrency events conferences and meetups and things like that and meeting all the companies that uh you know we talk about a lot online uh, but we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes so I kind of made it my mission to go check out, see what was really going on, see what was uh, more of a rumor and what was true, and which companies actually have real technology and a real vision, and which ones are just kind of us. So that's kind of the most mission I've been on over the last, I'd say, four or five months. Awesome, exciting. So Evan, you you uh, wanted to talk about yeah the traveling, which you just mentioned. Uh, Evan, do you have something to add? Yeah. Um, yes. Like you mentioned, uh, we could see that, uh, especially on your Twitter and Instagram, you've been traveling a lot. And uh, what do you think of uh, traveling as a crypto influencer? Like, does it add more uh, perspective, more value to you? Uh, you know, you meet different people and all that. Uh, it adds way more value to me, and I think it adds, adds way more value to my audience, you know. I think there's only a certain extent of what we can know uh, just from digital conversations and things like that. And definitely just a certain extent of what we can know from the company's announcements. You know, the the companies out out in the, in the crypto world uh, are, are not the most transparent at times, um, mostly because I think because they just don't know what that means or, or how to do it. Um, so... The fact of the matter is, they when you when a company talks about what they're doing online, it's to the extent of what they want to share. Uh, and going out to all these crypto events has allowed me to kind of see a little bit more of what's going on and actually have conversations with people uh, in the industry to to figure out what's going on in Asia, what's what's really happening. Exciting. So, yeah, like you were just saying about transparency and and uh, you know. In the industry, it's it's actually this is one of the issues probably in the industry is a lot of people are not as transparent. Seems like you're kind of taking the mask off, and maybe you can just share about you know maybe you started with being more anonymous, but now you're kind of being more more out there and transparent. Is is there a reason, or I'd love I think people would love to hear this story. Totally, totally. So the first thing that I always touch on when this when when we talk about this is there's there's a, there's a big difference between transparency and privacy and, and being anonymous. Um, you know, you can, you can be uh, anonymous and you can be transparent at the same time. Always something I like to t touch on because for people that don't know, I wear a mask online. And uh, the reason for that was 
just uh, honestly, it was just fun. It was something that was interesting for me in the beginning. Uh, I didn't, I was really questioning about how I wanted to approach online content creation. And the fact was I didn't really want anyone to know who I was in the beginning. So I put a bandana and sunglasses on and a hood on. And, uh, and I said, time to, time to make some videos, time to do a bunch of live streams. And uh, that's kind of how the whole Nye persona was created. Um, but in terms of transparency, like, we'll talk about two things. In terms of transparency, one, with, with my brand, um, and, uh, being anonymous and being transparent are two different things. It's something that I always have to discuss with people because transparency is one of my most passionate topics. And everybody's like, but you wear a mask. How can you be transparent? Uh, well, the fact of the matter is I tell everyone everything about what's going on with me. And that is what transparency means. It's being open. If someone asks you a question um, and 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 you you feel compelled to, to share, then that's that's how you create more transparency and honesty and, and openness within uh, within your brand, within your community and, and, and all of that stuff. And that leads me into the next point, which is transparency within the crypto structure the community the the ecosystem is lacking right now and i think that's one of the main issues with uh with the crypto space with the blockchain world right now is companies aren't being transparent about um where they've raised like where their money has gone what are they what are, what are where have their funds gone where where their development is at and um it's it's a huge huge issue that we're facing and the matter of fact is i'm not sure some of the companies may not want to be transparent because they're just not wanting to be that open and honest. But I also think a lot of companies don't know how to be transparent or don't know even what it means to be transparent. So that's one of my main initiatives in, in the crypto blockchain world right now is to kind of inspire some companies to take that initiative. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank you so much for uh, enlightening us about the difference between uh, transparency and uh, being anonymous. So um, from the start, uh, yeah, you, you do wear a mask, but um, how about, uh, do you, um, what do you call this? Do you like um, encrypt yourself online, like uh, try to find uh, ways so that uh, you won't be uh, tracked? Do you do uh, those things as well? Or it, or it was just the mask and all? I mean, to a degree, I do. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a certain degree at which I'm I'm protected online. But the matter of fact is, like, if you want to know who I am, like, come to any crypto conference. I walk around without a mask on. I publicly say, uh, like, my real name as well as my uh, as my my digital online name, and um, it's it's really not that big of a secret. Um, but it is it is something that I enjoy doing. It's it's my brand, so it's kind of the reason that I keep the mask on, at least for the time being. Very cool, very cool. So let's let's start talking about the market. You know, I think there's been you know as always, it's a wild roller coaster ride in this uh, in this space. How do you you know we're recording now October 2018, early October. How do you you know how do you feel right now with crypto market? Great question. Um, you know, the the market is from an investment standpoint is we're obviously in a downtrend or a bear market, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of altcoins are looking like they've hit their bottoms. We don't really know for sure what's going to happen or how long accumulation will take. We don't really have a solid bottom yet for Bitcoin, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, it's the beginning of October, October 3rd, like you said. And uh, third or fourth, I can't remember what today is. But either way, uh, Bitcoin's coming to the end of the wedge that it's been in. 
aunts and uh and and it's it's an interesting point you know what i mean um the fact of the matter is i personally don't believe we're done with this bear market i don't believe we're we're I just don't think we're there yet. I think we still have months to go. Um, I really hope that I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion and, and what I see. But the, the matter of fact is going to all these conferences, just it it instills uh, like confidence in me um, because the matter of fact is all of these companies are still creating, they're still building, they're still going out, and they're still working hard in order to uh, build something that's awesome, even in the middle of a bear market, even when their coin might not be um, doing very well uh, in, in terms of the market standpoint. So um, does it really matter that, that, the, that the prices are down? Yeah, it, it, it sucks, for lack of a better term. You know, A lot of people invested a lot of money in the very beginning of the year. Uh, especially people who are, are new to crypto and they're sitting at negative 70% or more uh, from their in initial investment. Um, that being said, I don't think the blockchain space is going anywhere. I don't think crypto is going anywhere. Uh, I do think we're evolving. I do think we're advancing, but I think we, we, uh, we'll, we'll see another bull market at some point in time. Exciting. So, you know, I think based on your response that, we're not done with the bear market. Of course, nobody can predict the future. Nobody can look into their crystal ball. And But of course, everybody's sitting here waiting. You know, I'll be honest. I, I don't think I've sitting on the show before, but I, I was in at 200, 300. I sold at 1,000, uh, you know, at Bitcoin, uh, most of my position. So uh, I felt smart and then I missed out on a lot of upside. So, you know, we'll talk about hodl or hold later, but... You know, I guess there's some people still sitting on the sidelines, you know, maybe they're saying, hi, I knew, I, you know, I didn't get sucked in it, you know, at the top in January or the beginning of the year, you know, but of course, you know, I think everybody believes the long term, but of course there's, you know, is there any kind of guess you're seeing, you're looking, you said it's like a wedge in the market now in Bitcoin prices. Does that mean you're thinking it's going to start coming up? Maybe we'll have another end of year rally, early Q1, you know, up, upside for the new year? Yeah. People, a lot of people are talking about that. I mean, I don't think it's impossible. I think we might like have a mini rally. Um, it's definitely a possibility. Um, are we going to jump right back into a bull market and a, a giant upward trend? Most likely not. No, um, that's just my opinion. Uh, again, I really hope I'm wrong, but um, I think we have some time. You know, I think the the market had such a significant spike that um, it's gonna it's gonna take some time time for for everything to kind of to kind of um figure out exactly where where it is where the bottom is for bitcoin and and, and all of those things um like i said i really hope we've seen the the bottom for this year um but if if we break downwards out of the wedge that we're in it probably won't probably won't be very pretty for a little while yep i uh yeah i i could feel the same i mean to jump into, yeah, I think I think the market was pretty flat on Bitcoin for year, years before the last rally. I think uh, if we look at the charts, you know, there was of course some upturns between like four to eight hundred or so, maybe if I remember right, or maybe a thousand, and then it broke through. So, um, but of course, it seems like of course everybody looks at the price and the number, and you know, I don't think we should only just look at the the the, the investment side, but like you said, the blockchain opportunity and the the, the technology and the disruption in the in just society is what i think we're excited about okay so uh shill you were tweeting about uh temco what do you think of it okay i think temco is an interesting project so 
hundred uh, percent disclaimer, I'm working with Tempco. They're one of my clients of my marketing company. Um, made that very clear online multiple times. Um, but I think it's it's definitely has massive potential. I really believe in supply chain um, solutions using blockchain technology. I really believe that um, blockchain and, and integrated with supply chain is probably one of the major use cases that will change uh, change the, the way that a lot of the world functions in terms of uh, companies that are using supply chain. And, um, and Temco is interesting, especially because it is the only supply chain project coming out of South Korea. If you're not familiar with South Korea, they're pretty much the leaders in, in crypto and blockchain technology for the time being. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting project. They're trying to build on top of RSK. And if you're not familiar with RSK, it's known as Rootstock. Um, Rootstock RSK is a uh, smart contract. Uh, they're trying to build smart contracts on the Bitcoin network, which is really, really interesting. If they do it, it could change a lot of the way that we see smart contracts working in the crypto realm and the blockchain space. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my opinions on Temco. I'm I'm, I'm a supporter, obviously, as as they're one of my clients. Sure, sure. Wait, oh, go ahead, Evan. Go ahead. So like, so like, it's the only uh, supply chain ICO in South Korea. Well, you, you mentioned that, right? Yes. So maybe that's a bit of an advantage. Because uh, what I wanted to ask is, does uh, Temco have any other uh, specific advantage? Because as you probably know, um, there are a lot of uh, supply chain management ICOs. And you know, um, with IBM being big on the supply chain uh, management application of blockchain itself. So uh, what do you think? Do you have any, um, do you think uh, Temco has any other uh, advantage over its uh, competitors yeah I mean I think the 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 fact of the matter is one it's very early for Temco still you know so we still have to see how everything plays out and and, and how rootstock performs um, if rootstock performs well then I think that's a huge advantage is uh, being off the ethereum network having um, having it built on 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 the RSK platform which is huge um, and I, again I think the yeah I think one of the major advantages is the fact that they are like they are South Korea's supply chain um, it's it's huge it's, it's massive um, they were just in 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 uh, invested in by what I can't remember the exact name I think it's Korea investment group or something like that um, pretty much Korea's largest in, like largest investment company has invested in Temco um, and it is the very first investment they've made in any blockchain startup uh, which kind of shows where the technology is headed and where, where progress is headed in, in the space um, when, when these companies that have probably millions if not billions of dollars are starting to invest in blockchain startups uh, that's, that's, that's a bullish signal for me so yeah, I think those are those are pretty much the main advantages that I see Temco has. And uh, like I said, we're we're still early in the game. Temco has has, uh, has a long way to go, but I know the team really well, and I, I believe in them. Very yeah, very exciting. Great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also here at Global from Asia. We we talk about import, export, and trading, and we you know I think at least me personally, but I think a lot in in the team believe in. Because I agree with you, you know, I think in this space of supply chain and uh, international business, it's a huge opportunity to disrupt these archaic systems and processes. <laughs> it's really frustrating for like, you know, Amazon sellers and, uh, you know, import export people, which are, you know, a lot of people in our, our community. So, so uh, let's, let's hope that uh, 
whether it's Temco or somebody else, if somebody disrupts this uh, archaic supply chain system for sure. Exactly, exactly. And and like I think about it from like the the uh, standpoint of like remember what ICX did, you know, Icon. Um, Icon went ballistic and and solely on on the proposition um, that it has the potential to be what everyone was saying, the Ethereum of Korea. You know, um, I think that the projects out of specific countries, especially specific Asian countries uh, that are already highly and heavily invested in crypto. Um, are are always on my radar, you know, and then that's why when Temco was introduced to me, I was like, oh, this is very interesting, and, and we sat down and discussed how we could work together, um, because like it's 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 the it's it's the it's the interest factor, you know, when people have their eyes on on a certain project or a certain area of the world, uh, it's it's hard to ignore. Great, I'd like to add to that. I mean, you're in Asia now. I'm I'm. Uh... Just curious, you know, I think a lot I've noticed it too, you know, that's kind of what global for me is just going more and more into this this space of crypto and it seems very popular and more than in 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 the west would you say? Or, I mean, what do you say is the differences or the trends you see between Asia and overseas within the crypto world? Oh yeah, Asia's the most popular for sure, not even a question. Um Asia's where all the action's happening, man. You know, Asia's where where all the the big investors are, the big uh, uh, firms are, and it's where the the large majority of, of progress is happening. You know, I think the U.S. is definitely popping. I think people like it a lot, but the fact is the regulations are still very unclear. And uh, I mean, some regulations in Asia they they suck. You know, Japan is becoming more regulated, um, or has become more regulated in the past, and and. Um, say same with China, you know, China's not super, super good on it, but then there's countries like, like Thailand and like Korea, um, that are leading the way and, and innovating and stepping forward in their innovation and saying, Hey, this is a uh, potential technology that can change the way that our, our, our financial systems work and, uh, multiple different industries. And we're interested in pursuing it and, and diving into it. So. Um, I'm expecting those countries to lead the way, and that's that's kind of why I've been over in Asia a lot. It's why I'm most likely going to move over to Asia oh, for nice. a period of time. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's been on my radar, and and it'll. I've got like three, three or four more conferences that I have to attend uh, going through the end of November, and then by December I'll probably be out here in Asia for an extended period of time. Welcome to Asia. <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Evan, it's up to you. Up on you. Yeah, uh, I've noticed that it's this um, small countries that uh, usually are more open to crypto or more open to a new innovation. Have you have you noticed that as well? You know, with countries like Taiwan, Singapore, yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, I never really thought of it about about the size, to be honest. But um, yeah, then there might be some correlation there. Mm-hmm. So, um, which cryptocurrency are you uh, the most bullish on besides uh, Bitcoin because usually people would say Bitcoin yeah um, as a, cri- a cryptocurrency that I'm the most bullish on I mean obviously it's Bitcoin I think that's that's the that's the one that, that yeah like if I had if I had to choose something to hold for the next five years it would obviously just be Bitcoin um, I'm not it's, it's 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 an interesting question you know what I mean in, um, from an investment standpoint, like which cryptocurrency am I, I most bullish on? I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, there's so many different, like if, if I'm looking at strictly from an investment perspective, there's so many different uh, coins out there right now that have hit pr- 
pretty much rock bottom. Um, they could go lower, so I'm not, not going to say they can't go lower. They always can go lower, but a lot of them seem to be bottomed out. There's a lot of them seem to be in what's called the accumulation phase, and um, and and there's a lot that I have my eye on. Um, from the technology standpoint, there's like a few projects that that I'm I'm really really bullish on uh, and really really interested in. So, for example, Pundix uh, is one of them. Um, Pundix, I've become pretty close with the team recently uh, over my trip trips to Asia. Really interested in what they're doing. Uh, they've created a POS system, so a payment payment processor system, pretty much that allows you to make cryptocurrency payments. Um, it's really it's really an interesting thing because I still think we're very far away from actually utilizing cryptocurrency as a uh, means of uh, financial payment, if we even do it at all. Um, but I think that Pundix has some potential to do it. Uh, I think they've created something that's interesting. Um, and now the 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 thing that I'm most just most interested in seeing is how will that technology how how is that technology better than our current technology and if it's not better than our current technology what what's next? Um, also, Agora is another one. Agora vote. So this is a project that I'm an advisor for. Um, strictly because I met these people in Asia, they told me what they were doing. I sat down and I researched it and I said, I went up to the, to the CEO and I said, Hey dude, like, I, I want to help you. You don't have to pay me a dollar. You don't have to pay me a cent. I don't even, I don't even need your money. I just want to help you with this because I believe in it that much. Um, and Agora.vote is a voting platform based on the blockchain for public and private voting. I do think that blockchain technology, um, is going to revolutionize the way we have voting systems for governments for uh privatized voting in 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 uh in inside of corporations and things like that and i think agora is doing it the best out of everyone so far so that's a project that i would keep my eye on uh and i do have my eye on working with closely um over the next uh six months a year very very exciting times so we're getting towards the end i really appreciate you taking the time to come on and so I think there's the three words, trading versus H-O-D-L, HODL. <laughs> is, uh, are you, are you, I mean, it seems, I can kind of guess, I think, from, from your, you know, are you a trader or are you a holder? I and, mean, and what do you I'm recommend? Mostly, so I think it's, I think it's very important to understand trading. Um, I don't think hodling is the, the best method possible, you know. Um, as you can obviously see over the last eight months, you know, if you had, if you learn how to like, you don't have to learn how to day trade. So I'm not a day trader at all. Uh, I'm, I'm what you call a swing trader. I'll buy a coin. I'll wait weeks, months, um, whatever it takes to, to get a good profit and then sell it. Um, so I think that it's, you can choose to hodl if you want. I know people that are very successful that have hodled, but I think if you can learn how to trade and you have the patience and, and the, the mindset um, to trade and, and specifically to swing trade, you can do very well. And I think the last eight or nine months have proved that, uh, you know, you could have easily sold a good portion of your Bitcoin up at the uh, 15 to $18,000 range and waited for seven months, eight months, or whatever it's been, and bought it back now anywhere between, I think, 5,800 and where, where we are now, 6,500, and done so with little amounts of stress. And what I mean by that is, is 
you don't have to sit there trying to catch a knife or catch catch a catch a falling coin. You can see that that Bitcoin's been steadily between fifty eight and sixty five hundred over the last couple of weeks. You could easily have averaged in there. Um, and same with Bitcoin when it was between fifteen and eighteen. You know, it didn't just go to eighteen thousand and drop under ten. Uh, it was between maybe thirteen and eighteen thousand for a, a solid couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to learn how to trade um, at least on a, that very basic level. Uh, you're never going to catch the very top, and you're never going to catch the you're never going to buy the, buy the very bottom or sell the very top, and that's that's something that's really important to know, um, and that I always always never do. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of my opinion on it. Okay, interesting. Evan, do you have any last questions you'd like to add? None here. Okay. All right. So, so thanks so much for this, Shill. And I'm sure people might want to check out more online about you know your your content and what you're up to. What's the best way people can find your videos and your your other your other projects? Yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, you guys can search me. Uh, my website is iamnigh.com. Uh, you can find me on Telegram at I am Nye, Twitter, Crypto Shill Nye, and uh, YouTube. You can just search me in Nye the Crypto Guy. You'll find me. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks so much again. Awesome, brother. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Want to connect with other cross-border business experts? Then you can't miss Cross-Border Matchmaker. It's our second annual this October 26th, Friday, in Shenzhen, China. It will be a jam-packed day of roundtables and one-on-one speed dating, business dating. It's about making deals, making things happen. Everybody loves networking. We're cutting out a lot of talk and doing all action, all networking, all business deals, and finding hyper-networking, people related to your topics, experts, and business owners doing things like Amazon, blockchain, import-export trading, and just business between China, Asia, and overseas. This is going to be an amazing one. we got a great lineup. Check it out at crossbordermatchmaker.com slash China, October 26th. Well, there you have it. Crypto on the Global From Asia podcast. It's, it's true. Maybe it's the first one we're kind of talking about the investment opportunities and stuff. But I've been trying to remind people as I've, we've been preparing to, to get this new line of content online. Even back in 2014, we had Larry Salibra in episode number 27 of the show. So like over 200 shows, uh, you know, almost five years ago. We were talking about Bitcoin when it was at like 200 or $300 per coin. Talking about how to apply it for your cross-border business. We've had Leo talking about seasteading. We've had all kinds of fun. We'll link it up in the show notes if you want to do your homework. And if you don't believe me, you can you can listen to those. Yeah. Well, listeners, what do you think? You can leave us a review. Head on over to globalformasia.com slash iTunes from your computer and hit the ratings and reviews tab with an iTunes account. Your feedback definitely means a lot to us and helps us shape the future of the show. Yeah, definitely. Mike, uh, yeah, we also have a, we, we have checked and we have a couple of you. Of reviews, do you want to read it out? Sure, sure. We have reviews. I think we'll spread it out. Maybe next week we'll we'll shout out next uh, our next review. I actually didn't even check for a little while, so we have some ex- exciting <laughs> ones from Canada. The New Leaf Partners gave us a five star, and he says such a great resource. And he's, uh, the description is: I'm a newbie to e-commerce, and binge listening to this podcast has given me the knowledge and confidence to take the plunge. Having located in Hong Kong over a year ago, the podcast has really helped me in understanding the business world in Hong Kong and China. Thank you so much. 
My, nice. Yeah, our pleasure, New Leaf Planners. So, uh, yeah, this is what it's all about, you know, and I hope you appreciate this new crypto angle, but it's definitely hot in Asia and it's, uh, it's relevant to what we're doing and more, more things to come. Yeah. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.